Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, all you Chicago Bulls fans, and welcome to the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork. And I will be riding solo tonight to break down a Bulls loss to the Miami Heat, 109-127. to <clears throat> A game where uh, they battled through about three, almost three quarters, and stuck around. And the Heat just took control. Uh, rough one for the Bulls to lose, especially, you know, given the fact that uh, both teams that we wanted to lose today, the, the Cavaliers and the uh, Sixers, both won. So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a good day for the Bulls. It wasn't a good day for Bulls fans. Uh, the Bulls here, I don't think this is uh, updated yet, but the Bulls, I believe, are going to fall behind the Raptors. Um, I keep refreshing. Maybe not. Maybe the Bulls are tied with the Raptors right now. They're currently, according to my screen, tied with the Raptors four to four, four games behind uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, was a big opportunity here to just kind of uh, get a win against a, a good team and silence some doubters. Um, Bulls started really strong, uh, especially Zach Levine. Zach Levine was just on fire to start this game uh, and just didn't have enough, man. Um, Bulls aren't good enough. Like, let's just call it like it is. Uh, you know, I try not to be a homer. I try to be as realistic as possible. And uh, what I was looking for in this game, I wasn't even necessarily looking for the Bulls to uh, to win. And this hasn't updated yet because it says the Bulls are still on a, a two-game win streak, which is not true. So the Bulls are going to fall a half game behind the, the Raptors here. But, um, you know, I, I tweeted before the game that I wasn't even really looking at the Bulls uh, winning this game. I really didn't care if they won or lost. I think the Bulls are going to end up fifth or sixth. I mean, probably sixth, but maybe fifth. And, and I hope they can you know finish in fifth. I think the strength of schedule – uh, relative to the Raptors is much worse, so I think there's a good chance that they finish sixth here. Um, but they're probably going to stay out of the play-in because they just need the Cavs to lose one time and and for the Bulls to win one time. Uh, that needs to happen uh, one night or, or you know in consecutive nights for the Bulls to clinch a playoff spot. And so it's it's looking really good here, Bulls fans, for the Bulls to make a playoff berth. And it was a tough matchup tonight. But uh, like I was saying, you know, I didn't really care if they won or losses because I just I think the implications aren't really that important. What I did hope to see was I hope to see Patrick Williams have a good game and carry over some of that momentum from the comeback victory in our last game, and also for um, our offense to be able to handle this you know this defense uh, of the Miami Heat, which I thought they did a pretty decent job. Uh, definitely in the first quarter, they they had the energy out there and were really like making great interior passes and stuff like that. Um, but as the game wore on, it was just it, it turned to be it started to be more of what, we, of what we've seen all season with Zach Levine, Demar Derozan playing. You know, for lack of a better term, I I don't like this term too much, but uh, it is it's hero ball, right? It's like hey, we're gonna bail you out 
again and again late in the shot clock here because we failed to get the look that we're, we're looking to get. And a lot of that time, a lot of those times, it's trying to get Vooch a look, a touch on the post, and then play off of him. And I know my co-host Trey has been talking and uh, wants to bring up a lot of times that, you know, the Bulls ain't playing through, through Vooch more. And, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a valid thing. I told him that, you know, I think it's a it's a valid uh, criticism, and I think it's something that the Bulls do need to do more, and I think it's something that they've found success doing in the past. But we can see now how teams play that defensively and deny that for the Bulls. And what ends up happening is that, you know, we dribble it around looking for that for, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds, and suddenly we've got six, seven, eight seconds left on the shot clock. Bulls need to be quicker in getting to that look and then figuring out what to do once that look's not there. Um, you know, Vucci needs to get into better spots. In my opinion, he needs to get into spots where he's going to be able to catch the ball if he's not getting the ball you know, posted low where he is or, or a defense is shading over, you know, threatening to tap that pass or, or intercept that pass. Uh, you know, pop out. Get it at the three-point line. Like, you need to also have a little bit of agency there. Uh, to tell your teammate, hey, this isn't working. This isn't the look we're going to get. Um, we need to move on with this. So let's move on. I'll pop out here, get the ball, give it to you know, hand it off to you, and we'll, we'll do some screen roll action or something like that. Um, just bad, bad, bad <laughs> basketball IQ on the Bulls right now. In many ways, uh, transition defense again, just destroying his Tyler Hero. I think it was like two or three times in a row came down and just nailed a three in transition with nobody really even giving him a. a any kind of attention, uh, which is just something we've seen all season. That's that's the in particular. That's the thing that really gets like my blood pressure rising. So it was a it was a struggle bus. But like I said, not really important that the Bulls won this game. Not super concerned about that. Uh, this is the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls show, guys. I want to take a moment here to tell you to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it. Just, you know, give it a little follow on Twitter. BSBP Keith is also me on Twitter. I need to change that. Probably change it before next season. At this point, it's just a little bit too late, but it'll be Bulls related probably for next season. Uh, you know, assuming that uh, we're back here to do uh, host a show. And uh, no worries, but Patrick Williams. Let's talk about Patrick Williams. That was a plus. You know, th that was a plus tonight. Uh, obviously, he had that stretch in the first quarter, I believe it was, where he had a couple of back-to-back -back really athletic blocks to uh, save a layup and then uh, just a, a nice recovery block again. And uh, then he hit a you know, layup in transition, and the Bulls were within like two at that point. And, you know, uh, things were looking up. And Patrick Williams had a great game. I also felt like he uh, caught the ball and shot it with a lot of efficiency tonight. Um, let's see if the numbers back me up on that one, but it seemed like every time he caught the basketball, he was uh, willing to shoot it most times, and he hit the shot most times. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, four of six from the field, uh, 67%, and one of one from three-pointer, three of four from the line, uh, finished with 12 points, six rebounds, two assists, two blocks, a steal. That's a great game for Patrick Williams. Uh, statistically, eye test, um, you know, Defensively, even when he's not getting blocks and steals, he, he was playing well tonight. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like, loved what I saw at Patrick Williams. That was the biggest thing on my list that I wanted to see. So I actually consider this a success, even though the Bulls lost this game. Uh, Patrick did play, play close to 30 minutes tonight, which is interesting and, uh, and a good thing, a good development. I think the Bulls are going to need him. I think that does come, though, to the detriment of Javante Green, who only got 13 minutes tonight. And, uh, you know, this is a guy that I felt was really impactful uh, when he was in the basketball games for the Bulls. And so him not getting enough minutes is really kind of uh, sticking in my craw right now. And I know we love Pat, uh, love Alex Caruso, and I'm not going to, like, bag on Alex Caruso. I think it's Io um, that's been the one struggling and being a – I hesitate to say net negative, but being not necessarily as impactful as someone else that could get those minutes. And uh, I love Io. I think he's a fantastic guy, uh, fantastic player. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. I think, you know, I honestly think that when the, these playoffs start, though, I think you will see Io, uh, especially, I mean, obviously, if Lonzo Ball comes back, uh, Io's going to go to the bench at least and, and probably play 15 to 20 minutes. But I think you're going to see Io's minutes dialed back. Um, you know, he had a number of picks that he shot 5 of 10 from the field. Um, and uh, so 50%. And uh, and had 11 points and, and uh, four assists here, and he had no turnovers. So statistically, he looks pretty decent, but it was just following the three-point shooters, um, just some decision-making things that were questionable. And um, I just think you can get more out of a, a guy playing 31, 32 minutes. And, you know, I'm sure some people are not, are going to like that, and not going to like hearing that. Because uh, Io is a little bit of a um, you know crowd favorite, a little bit of a fan favorite, but you got to look at somebody to to cut here if, if you want to give somebody else minutes. And so, who else do I want to give minutes? I want to give Javante Green some more minutes because again, impactful not just on the offensive end with with hitting three point shoot shots recently at a pretty high clip, but impactful on the defensive end, which is the way more important thing right now. Our defense is absolute dog. You know what? Um, not good. It is rough and transition defense is even worse than that. But, um, but just the defense, you know, in general, it's just not, not good. And so, uh, we need to fix that. We absolutely need to fix that going into the playoffs here. And I think one way that you do that is you, uh, get more athletic guys in there that can, you know, rotate and, um, play, and be a little bit smarter on that end too. And I, you know, I'll point to Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan too. And I have before as guys that just don't really understand off ball defense all that well, but you obviously need those guys on the offensive end. Um, do you need Ayala Sumo on the offensive end? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, but that's rough because how do you lay it all at their feet, all at IO's feet when, you know, you've got Zach and, and DeMar, uh, not necessarily giving the best effort on that end. It's just it's just a rough. Um, this is our team. <laughs> like this is what we're stuck with. These are the evils that we have to deal with in order to uh, have the best team that we have out there. Uh, and it's rough for me to watch, man, because I just um, I just I just feel like defense can be better. I feel like it's just such a mental thing that the Bulls aren't 
understanding how to give up, you know, the best possible shot. And even when they do sometimes, you know, they've been punished recently, like like Jimmy Butler giving up some threes to him, giving up threes to Dwayne Deadman. And, um, you know, if the guy hits it, you just tip a cap and you just move on. I mean, there's not much you can do. Um, want to go ahead and just tell you guys, hey, we have a brand new daily fantasy, daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus. On your first deposit, up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit and the player with the most points. Players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Pardon me. Had to get a little bit of a little swig of water there. Uh, Hydrate. Um, But, yeah, it's, you know, again, the other thing I was looking at besides just Patrick Williams playing well, was the Bulls, um, you know, coming out and handling the defensive pressure of the Miami Heat a little bit better than we've seen them recently. And I felt like they did a decent job. You know, it's kind of like, this is almost like the reverse of last game. Like last game, the Bulls played like absolute dog doo-doo up until, you know, four or five minutes in the third quarter. Around that point tonight, the Bulls went from playing like, okay, you know, they're hanging around, they're playing decently to, uh, man, the wheels have just fallen off. You know, it's like it was simply opposite of the comeback win. It was a comeback uh, loss, a, a drop-down, terrible, let-down loss. And, uh, you know, again, Levine uh, started on fire. Um, there were some nice things happening. The Bulls uh, seemed to be, you know, keyed in on the offensive end at early. Um, some great, There was a great interior pass from Aya to Vooch. It was a, just kind of a touch pass. <laughs> with with uh, Io knowing where Vooch was going to be on the roll, getting Vooch an easy uh, interior basket. But that went away. That stopped happening, and we uh, again settled for, you know, I'm going to dribble and look for Vooch again in, in the post, like in the mid post to, to low post. And I'm going to do that for six, seven, eight seconds, and then I'm going to hoist up the shot and, uh, you know, pray it goes in. And one thing that, you know, has really been – a thorn in the bull's side is spacing on the offensive end and uh, bad again tonight, a t- nine of 34 from the three point line, uh, which is the thing that's going to stick out statistically. Oh man, Kobe white. Let's talk about Kobe white in a minute, but, but spacing here, uh, nine of 34 from three points is, uh, you know, what's going to stick out statistically. But uh, if you just watch the games, like there's no threat uh, from the bull's shooters and you know what that means is that the the defenses can crowd Vooch's spots and and uh, DeRozan's spots, and you've got two guys that play and get their shots relatively close to each other on the offensive end. It's very easy for the defense to just shut that down completely. And Zach's the you know the one floor spacer out there that can get a shot off, that can be a threat consistently from three point line. But you need more than just one guy, and so again, this is where you know where I'm looking at. Uh, and Io, uh, you know, shot decently from the three point line tonight. I think, uh, yeah. Oh no, he didn't want a four. Um, but yeah, Kobe was zero of seven. Uh, Vooch was zero of three. Uh, Caruso zero of one. Um, Patrick was one of one, and Javante was one of two. But um, without that threat, 
it's just very easy for defenses to stop us right now. And the Bulls uh, only put up 109 points. And they probably shouldn't have even gotten that because the, the Heat subbed everyone out, you know, in the last two minutes. And put in Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Udonis Haslam got into the game against us because we're bad. Because we're not good right now. And, you know, it is concerning because the, the playoffs are right around the corner. Don't know who we're playing yet. Um, we are a little special announcement here. We are going to have the Boston Celtics guys on uh, tomorrow to discuss a potential first-round matchup between the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls. I'm excited about that. Excited to talk hoops with those guys. Trey should be available for that one as well. And uh, both of their hosts will be available as well. So um, uh, Patrick and, and uh, Luke, I believe his name is. And so I am excited for all that. And uh, I just don't think, you know, in my heart of hearts, even though I'm a Bulls fan, I can't say that I would favor the Bulls over the Celtics. And I don't think that's a stretch of an imagination at all, at all. I don't think many Bulls fans would disagree with that at all. But if you would have asked me that or asked anybody that two or three months ago, you get a, a lot different answer. A lot more people would be on the Bulls' side of that. So we're going to do what we can tomorrow to break down, you know, what, what's going to take for the Bulls to win against the Celtics, what the Celtics guys are afraid of when it comes to the Bulls, and vice versa, of course. It's a crossover, crossover episode, so we'll try to be fair in our, you know, time given to each person, each team. But um, it's just... <laughs> It's hard to defend this team when there is absolutely zero heart on the defensive side of the basketball. And it just seems like such an easy fix. I mean, you know, easier said than done for, for me sitting in my chair podcasting. I'm not out there chasing guys. But it seems like, you know, as far as like rotations go, uh, I'm talking about like substitutions. There are things that could be done to make this better, and we've just been kind of going with it, <laughs> game in and game out. And, you know, I, I've had some interactions with people on Twitter, like, you know, talking about Billy Donovan and, you know, his inability, uh, my, my opinion, his, uh, not inability, but his uh, not-so-great ability to make in-game adjustments. And people have pointed out, you know, hey, he's made, he has made adjustments, and he has. And I, I commended him for him in the last game where we won. But it just seems like there hasn't been a lot changed when it comes to the defense. And I know that there have been some confusing comments recently that Billy's uh, put out there about what kind of defense we're supposed to be playing. You know, with Vooch isn't supposed to be in drop coverage and things like that. And that miscommunication is just, like, when you're a coach, like, everyone needs to be on the same page. That's, like, one of the top things you need to do. So like, what, you know, how did that happen? Whose fault is that? You know, where, where is the blame in that? Um, and I hate to put everything on Billy Donovan, but you know, it, to me, that's what you need. Like that as a head coach, that's what you need. To, you, 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 that's like one of your main roles, right? So I'm a little uh, just ticked in general, not even this game. Like I said, I don't care that the Bulls won or lost this game, but in general, the defense and the lack of uh, cohesion on the defensive end 
the constant, you know, our guys throwing their hands up going, where were you? Why weren't you there? When the other team scores an easy, 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 easy basket. Because like when they when they score those easy baskets and then they make that difficult basket like a couple of possessions later, a lot of fans are just going to key in on that if difficult basket. Like, oh man, this guy's hitting everything. He's hitting a fadeaway at the top of the key with a hand in his face. Like, yeah, that is more pronounced when the team is up five, six, seven points. It's you don't even notice it when your team is winning by five, six, seven points. Because it's like, oh okay, well they got they got a hard one. Come back and play again, but. You're giving up easy baskets, so you're you're constantly down five, six, seven points against these good teams, and so that stuff's more pronounced. It's like, oh man, it's like, oh, these role players go off against us all the time. Every team has that. Every team says that. Gabe Vincent. There's no surprise that he went off because our defense sucks. Our defense is terrible. It's it's like it's a there's a recipe for being the Bulls. Uh, speaking of which, Kobe White. Let me talk about Kobe White here for a minute. Over nine from the field, obviously. Um, really, really struggled. One of his worst games, probably of the season. Well, one of the worst games since he came back. He had like some really bad games, the first four, five, six games that he came back. But since that stretch, he's been playing really great. Um, just a terrible game tonight. He played twenty minutes. Over nine from the field. Over seven from three. Two of two from the free throw line. And you know, I get why. Why he was out there for 20 minutes because as as I said before, the Bulls need spacing. He shot seven three-pointers. He was trying to do that for the Bulls. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. And so he's not scoring. And what's going on on the other end? You know what's going on on the defensive end? The Heat are con consistently putting Jimmy Butler into an action to get Kobe White switched onto him so he can just take him down to the post and score over him. Just bully ball has more strength than Kobe White. Kobe can't do anything. They did that, did that three possessions in a row. And uh, at some point, you got to say, well, okay, Kobe's not scoring. Doesn't he have confidence? Doesn't look great right out there. Can he turn it around at any moment? Sure. Yeah, maybe. But while that's happening, and while we're hoping that that he turns it around offensively. Defensively, we're getting crushed because they have they have something that they're utilizing and that they're taking advantage of here. And after the third time, uh, I think Billy did sub him out and put in somebody else. I'm not sure who. Maybe it was Patrick Williams. Or maybe it was Io. It was probably Io. <clears throat> but that's just frustrating, man. That's just, you know, after you see it maybe twice, <laughs> call a timeout. I don't know. Uh, that's just rough. Just rough. I did like the uh, Bulls in the first two quarters, their activity on the offensive boards. I liked um, Vooch and um, who else was down there? Probably, uh, it, it was probably Caruso or, or Patrick or uh, Io. But anyways, the Bulls were, were really uh, battling on the offensive boards, getting hands on basketballs. Vooch had a couple of uh, offensive rebounds within the first eight or nine minutes, which is, you know, a rarity for him. So I liked what I saw out of him early. I did. I thought Vooch played fine. I just think, you know, when it comes to our ability to get him the ball in the spots he needs them to start initiating that offense, it's just taking too long, too long at the NBA level. You have 24 seconds for the entire offensive possession. I know I've said this like three times, so we're not going to delve into it again. But, uh, yeah, that's rough. Um, Zach Levine, 
played a great game, looked healthy, um, looked fantastic. Hitting shots is, is always a plus. He was 11 of 21 tonight, 5 of 12 from 3, 6 of 6 from the line. Had two assists, one turnover, a steal. But seeing things like um, he had the presence of mind after a made basket, the, the Bulls have been crushed all season on the other team getting the inbounds pass out and getting it down the court and uh, scoring before we can get back for some reason. And he had the presence of mind you know, to contest a, a play like that, which I loved because we just ragged him so much on defense. Um, it was to Jimmy Butler. And Zach had some pep in the step and, and just you know got his hand on it, uh, knocked out of bounds. You know, that's the kind of effort I love seeing from from my star player. But on a play-by-play basis, you know, the defense still definitely needs some work. Um, let's talk a minute though about the absence of Derek Jones Jr. Because I've seen people, you know, some very knowledgeable people on Twitter talking about you know, Derek Jones Jr. needing to get in against teams like the Heat. And I don't disagree, necessarily. Tristan Thompson did not do enough tonight to really you know, help me defend him. <clears throat> but I, I just don't know. Um, I, I don't think that's a great solution either. <laughs> I mean, I think Derek Jones Jr. Uh, I mean, I guess you could make the case, you know, if we're talking about getting Javante Green more minutes, he he feels I, I just feel like they're the same player. And I think I'd rather have Javante Green. I just I just, I I um trust Javante more to make smart basketball players plays to be impactful without the basketball in his hands. Jared Jones Jr. is great at um you know coming off that pick, rolling to the basket. Jumping up and finishing dunks over people. Javante's great at that too. He he's more of a catch, uh, catch on the ground type guy, and then go sky over a guy trying to dunk the basketball on everybody's face. Um, again, I just think they're such similar players. I prefer Javante Green. I have no qualms with people do prefer Derek Jones Jr. Want to see him more out there, but I do think that one of those two guys would help a lot on the defensive end. Um, Derek Jones Jr. played three minutes, but it, it was it was just garbage time. Um, one of one from the field, three points. Um, one of one from the line. He must have got fouled on a shot. I probably didn't see it because I honestly left a little early because I didn't want to see Udonis Haslam playing. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think Derek Jones Jr. I wouldn't mind him taking Tristan Thompson's minutes at this point. I've seen enough Tristan Thompson at this point to know that that's not great. It's not not necessarily what I, I thought it would be better. And like I was one of those guys that was uh, about Tristan Thompson and thought that he brought a lot of dimensions that our Bulls, our Bulls team needed. And there were times where it, that, it looked like that was happening early. But, yeah, I just don't I, – no, I don't see it now. I just don't see it. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens here. But uh, I'm excited for tomorrow, guys. Let's talk, uh, you know, obviously with the, the Celtics guys here and see what their takes are about the Bulls. Uh, here we go. The standings have updated now. The Bulls are now five games behind the Miami Heat, obviously. Uh, Toronto is four and a half behind, so the Bulls are a half game behind Toronto. They're sitting in the sixth spot.
currently, two games ahead of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Desperately need to win some games here uh, to stay out of that play-in. It's going to be brutal if we fall into that play-in. Absolutely brutal. Need the Cavs to lose. Uh, the Cavs are still without Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. So I'm liking our chances here a lot to stay in sixth spot. But I don't think fifth spot is going to be... I wouldn't, if I was uh, going to bet, place a bet on it, I wouldn't place a bet on that side of it. I'd place a bet on the sixth spot rather than the fifth spot. So there you have it. But um, the Bulls schedule coming up. They've got the Bucks on Tuesday. And then the back-to-back, -back, they've got the Celtics on Wednesday. Bucks celtics back-to-back, -back, Tuesday, Wednesday, April 5th, April 6th. Rough. Um, probably two losses. If we can sneak a win out of that one, it's going to be really big for us. Um, going to put away, put to bed probably any, um, you know, any uh, uh, chances I think, or any a lot of the uh, doubters that are saying that we are going to fall to the play-in. I think that's going to that's going to happen if we win one of those games. Uh, then we've got the Hornets and the Timberwolves, which should both be very winnable games for us. I would think uh, Wolves have been playing very well, but I still think the Bulls um, have the advantage there, and the Hornets they they should beat the Hornets. Um, Gordon Hayward is back for the Hornets. Played 16 minutes the other night. Um, so that's a, that's a nice uh, addition for them, but I still think that the Bulls should win that game. So, uh, you know, maybe two and two of these next four, if they go three and one, fantastic. If they go one and three, um, it's going to be scary, scary hours for sure. Uh, which is possible. It's possible Bulls fans. I'm sorry to burst bowl, but it is. Uh, quickly before I sign off, I want to also remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBPKeith. You can follow the show at EthosBulls. Go leave us a five-star review, please. Tell us we suck. Uh, tell me I, I need to blow my nose before we start this because obviously I do. <laughs> I apologize about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're excited. Let's talk to the Celtics guys tomorrow, see where it goes. Hopefully the Bulls will uh, make playoffs here. Until then, go Bulls. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.